Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Modelo, a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off, hand off Jacobs, has the first down of the big hole, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz, he is smothered and brought down! Max Crosby came around for the sack! Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun. Back to pass, climbs the pocket, eyes downfield, fires a strike to Devontae at the 25, breaks away 20, 15, 10, 5, dives, touchdown Raiders! And now, here's JT the Brick. Thanks for coming back. Hour number two, we're in our brand new studios here at Lotus Broadcasting. If you've been to our building, if you picked up prizes, if you've been here, you know where we're at here on, what would you say, Bobby, we're on West Flamingo, uh, not too far from the 215 from Durango, and our beautiful studio was just upgraded at Raider Nation Radio. They gave us a new studio, new board, uh, new microphones, new everything here. So we're excited about that as we're brought to you by Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Hall of Famer and Raiders icon Charles Woodson built his legend on the gridiron. Now he's taking the same dedication to his new craft, Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. It's finished in the same wine barrels that Charles makes his wine which gives it a spicy caramel finish. Go to WoodsonWhiskey.com. I saw that Charles got his whiskey into Mandalay Bay. They put that out there, which was I was really excited. And what's we've been saying the whole time? Might have been someone at Mandalay Bay who listens to this show. You don't, you don't know, but you want to help out Charles. The way to help out Charles Woodson is to go order his bourbon whiskey wherever you go get your whiskey. And if they don't have it, you let us know, Raider Nation Radio, and we'll send the live hot read over to my buddy Chris and over everybody over at Woodson Bourbon Whiskey and try to help them gain more business, right? That's what we do. We're a partner. We want to partner with Charles Woodson on the flagship of the Silver and Black. That is Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Appreciate Charles. Charles is very opinionated also. Puts out great social media on his opinions where he does the games with Fox. It could be college football or what he does over the weekend with Big Fox. Charles's broadcasting career taking off just like his career as a football player. Most of the day today, because I'm out of here for the rest of the week, is on Tom Brady in case. Wink, wink. And nothing becomes official. We're way through the playoffs. The playoffs have begun, but we're going to go to the back end of this. And we might get some hints that Tom Brady's interested in Vegas. Why wouldn't he be interested in Vegas? He won six Super Bowls with Josh McDaniels. A few with Dave Ziegler. They're familiar with each other. And the Raiders need to hit the reset button with wins, losses, not with their plan, and not what they want to do in regards to scouting and all of that. With the scouting and all of that, their plan is perfect. It's in place. It's what they're going to do. They're going to show us this year. Last year, they had to deconstruct the roster. They had to play games. They had to win games. They lost games they shouldn't have lost. There's a lot going on. But the offseason is what Dave Ziegler was brought in to do. The draft, free agency, trades, and now it starts off with Tom Brady. And if they're not interested... We'll find out if there. Some people are saying a hundred percent. Other people are saying it's a done deal and all that. Come on, we're not doing that here on the flagship station. We're going to wait to see what happens. Nothing that I say about Tom Brady is going to change him getting signed here or not. Nothing. But uh, it'd be pretty cool. I've been doing this twenty-four years, going on twenty-five with the Raiders, and to have a year to promote Tom Brady and to hear him on our flagship station, that'd be pretty cool. 
unless they get someone who they think fits the system a little bit better. Who fits the system better than the matinee idol in Tom Brady? All right, we got open lines. We shouldn't have any because it's a pretty big topic here if you want to get through, 702-365-9200. And also, uh, next week, I'm pivoting to pure NFL playoffs. Who's ever left in the Final Four? We're going to have two weeks, including the bye week for the Super Bowl. We'll have the Pro Bowl here. Oh, one thing about the Pro Bowl, I kind of like what they're doing. The game is a farce. Flag football, you can get hurt too, wink, wink. You can blow out your knee. There was a, a Patriot player that did that on the beach in a sand football game. So I hope no one gets injured playing flag football. But some of the other things that, that I read, long drive, they're going to take them out and have them hit long drives in golf. Dodgeball. Dodgeball could be cool if you're a, you're a kid you want to see them play dodgeball. That could be fun. Some other things they're going to do, but the Pro Bowl's now over. It's a skills competition, and it wasn't a skills competition back in the day. It wasn't. Back in the old days, the All-Star game the, between the NFL and the AFL, the All-Star game that the NFL played against the college schools where they had to train a month for it, that, that was real stuff. Those were exhibition games. Now we're not allowed to play exhibition games because guys are making $240 million guaranteed. You can't play an exhibition game. Someone might get hurt. Uh, last night it was fun. Always nice when Stephen A. Smith calls into the show. We go back to our years broadcasting in the same lineup. He was listening to me talk about Brady, all of the debate shows that were going to go off today. And, you know, he likes to rip on the Cowboys a bit. Here's Stephen A. from last night. Our good friend Stephen A. Smith checks in after Brady's done in Tampa, maybe, and Dallas wins. Stephen A., my friend, how'd you see it? What do you think? And I, I hope you wasn't going off about me the way you was going off about my man skipping <laughs> everybody. But I got to tell you, you're, you're, on, you're on point. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you've got a lot of people that, you know, they, they're not taking stuff seriously. I know I have a good time. I have I dropped the hat on and all of this other stuff. But I honestly thought that the Buccaneers was going to put forth a better showing. I knew that the Dallas Cowboys were the better team, but I did expect them to implode, to find a way to mess it up. And they were just completely dominant tonight. I mean, they just they just did what they wanted to do. I mean, I mean, you got their, their kicker that's missing four extra points for crying out loud. But outside of that, I mean, Dak Prescott showed up, C.D. Lamb showed up, Tony Pollard showed up and ran the ball effectively, and the, the 45-year-old Tom Brady threw the ball 66 times. So you just look at it and you just say, you harken back to what we saw all year long. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were never that good all year long. Tom Brady wasn't that great all year long, but I do agree with everything that you said. He's still better than more than half the league. We all know this, uh, but and you are asking them to do what dudes in their 20s can't do, to be honest with you. So just tip your cap to Dallas Cowboys were a better team tonight. They won't be next week, but tonight I'll give them their <laughs> just due. They deserve it. Stephen A., with two minutes to go, where does Brady go? What is your gut feeling with all your experience, say, about what happened with Giselle in season, playing with this team and making – a really good decision to either hang it up or go to one more market, maybe one we're familiar with or not. Where do you think he ends up? I've been inclined to believe he's going to retire, but I can tell you I've been told Vegas is real. And so for me, it's hard to imagine if there's a choice between Miami and Vegas, he would choose Vegas, even though, you know, you do have, Devontae Adams there, you still have Waller there, but uh, Josh Jacobs there, but 
I like Miami with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And if you're Tom Brady, you still love throwing that football. I can't imagine why you would choose something like Vegas over Miami outside of Josh McDaniel. But you hear more and more. You've just been hearing the rumblings about him and Josh McDaniel. He was really, really ticked off years ago when the Raiders passed up on him and didn't want him. Uh, he was really ticked off about that. But that was before Josh McDaniels got in there. So you know that Josh McDaniels has been working Mark Davis and them and, and is very receptive to Tom Brady being there. So who knows what will happen. My friend, let's get you on in a couple of weeks. I want to talk about the book. Whenever I'm talking about the debaters, I always disclaim you're the best, you're the king, you're at a next level. It's real, it's genuine, and I want to read about it in the book, find out what your next move is and what's the next chapter, not only in your book, but in your career. You know I want to do that, so let me know when you're available for that conversation. Oh, oh absolutely. I'm swamped this week. I actually got to do Good Morning America and The View tomorrow and nice. Howard Stern Wednesday morning. <laughs> uh, but uh, next week, next week, I'll definitely be free. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Stephen A. Smith, last night with me on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The conversation about Josh McDaniels, what he's talking about. I didn't see his appearance on Good Morning America today. I will listen to Howard. I only listen to Howard for my FM jocks. That'll be a good interview, and he's got a book coming out, which will be really cool. We're talking about the future of the Raiders with the big topic that started today, Tom Brady, after he was eliminated from the playoffs in the wild card round, only the third time he ever lost in the wild card round. 35 career playoff wins, seven Super Bowls, Is he the perfect fit for Vegas? No, he's not perfect. Tom Brady at 30 would have been perfect, but there was no football team in Vegas. Now there's a new football team in Vegas that's building a brand and a legacy. Could Tom Brady help the organization get to the level where they want to need? And what what they have to do is not only get to the playoffs, but win playoff games. I think most people would agree with that. 702-365-9200. We're open the rest of the show. Uh, No guests today. Bobby asked me who I want on today. I said, nobody. I want to talk about Tom Brady. I want to get into the playoffs. And I want to begin with what happened first with Brock Purdy. I cannot believe that Brock Purdy hasn't put up a stink bomb yet. What is going on around here? Brock Purdy's got to play a bad game, right, at some point? How is Purdy able to go up and down the field, look left, check right, check down, throw bombs? Purdy looks like a seasoned veteran as he's tearing up the league. Purdy going to throw back middle, wide open, Debo Samuel. Down the sideline, 50, 40, Debo 30, Debo 20, Debo 10, Debo touchdown! San Francisco! Ouch. He is able to get it done. Hey, we play the sound bites. They're in there. They deserve it. The 49ers beat the Raiders, and now they're moving on in the playoffs here. They play the NFC East the rest of the way. Only teams left are in the NFC East. That's Niners Radio on the call. And Purdy didn't look good in the beginning of that game. Pre-game, he had some emotions there, but he settled in. You know, there was some some emotion going into the game. Like, you know, you can just feel it, you know, in the environment with the fans and um, our teammates. Like, man, this is win or, or go home. And so... um you know, you did feel that, I feel like pregame and whatnot, but once the game started, it was all, hey, it's 11 on 11. I got to do my job. I got to get it to the guys. Yeah, he did a nice job. I'm surprised by this. I want to see Purdy lose. I'm not a Niner fan, 
I talk Niners. Niners, if they go to the Super Bowl, we saw what San Francisco did at Allegiant Stadium. When they came in with their fans, they'll go to this West Coast Super Bowl. Another interesting point, I talked to my great buddy Johnny Mack today, who's a Super Bowl ticket broker, big ticket broker, one of the biggest in the country. I asked, what's the perfect storm for tickets? He said, by far, Dallas and blank. Dallas goes with anybody else. It's 10000 in the door for a decent ticket. 10000 in the door. So Dallas, Kansas City would do well. Dallas, Buffalo would be enormous because Buffalo's not going to stop. Speaking of Buffalo, let's get to Josh Allen. And that game against Miami, which was much closer than I thought. I couldn't believe that Buffalo, my Super Bowl pick, would be in this situation where this game would be tight. But late in the game, after the turnovers, Josh Allen settled in. Allen back to pass, surveying the field. Fires to the end zone to Davis. Did he get both feet down? Touchdown, Buffalo! A 23-yard missile launch by Allen to Davis. Ah, that's Buffalo Bills radio on the call. They seem to be the team of destiny. After DeMar Hamlin and what happened to him needing to be revived on the field, there's a lot of fans around the country that don't have a dog in the fight that want Buffalo to win this. And, you know, Buffalo's lost all their Super Bowls they attended. They're going to get one soon enough, and this is one of the best teams that they've ever had. Big, blue, wrecking crew. You see the Giants? What the Giants did in Minnesota? I predicted that. That was my upset special. I gave it here for you. I just thought that Daniel Jones played an outstanding football game. you got to give him a lot of credit. He played great rushing the football and throwing it when he had to make big plays. Second down, play fake. Jones rolls left, throws left, wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. Yeah, that was nice. They really moved the ball around well, but the running attack of Saquon Barkley along with Daniel Jones was incredible. That's the best football game that Daniel Jones ever played. Ever played in his life, and he did it in the playoffs. So I've, I could change my mind. I, before the start of the year, I didn't think the Giants would renew him. Now they should. He played that well. He looks that good. He's young. He's a young player. And I think Brian Dayball is proud of the fact that he got this kid to play at a high level with the future in front of him. Look, Daniels, I've said it all year. He's been good for us. He continues to be good for us. And he played a good game. Um, and I think there's a lot of other people that play good games, too, to help him play a good game. He'll be the first to admit it. But uh, as the leader of our football team, um, you know, I'm proud of him. Very interesting to see what they can do against Philadelphia. Minnesota's defensive secondary stinks. They're terrible. They're just got awful. They turn their back on the play. You can run on them. You can throw deep on them. Philadelphia is completely different. Philadelphia is a bunch of grown-ass men who are going to take it to the Giants. It's not going to be easy for the Giants to do what they just did. It's going to be a completely different test. But the Giants needed to play that game, right? Remember, the week before, the Giants didn't have to play. They shut down their starters. How'd they look? They look fast and rested. Maybe that rest will give them a little bit of help, and maybe Philadelphia will be a little bit rusty after Philadelphia got the bye week. That's all the Giants can hope for. Man, Cincinnati's game with Baltimore came down to one play as Tyler Huntley was at the goal line, and he reached over the goal line to try to score, which probably wasn't a dumb thing, but he did it with one hand. The ball came out. Here's how it sounded. Third down and goal from the one. Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The Bengals have <laughs> the ball. Baby. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Yeah. The 10. The Woo. 5. Touchdown. Bengals. Woo. Tyler 
Hudley tried to extend the ball over the goal line. It got poked away. Sam Hubbard scooped it up and ran the length of the field for a go-ahead Bengals touchdown. Bengals radio, that color analyst should get fired for the end. Let the play-by-play guy do his job, please. Let him call the play and stop being background noise. I thought that Baltimore was the better team. They just couldn't score inside the red zone. They were pushing them around. They were playing really good defense. As I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, where was Lamar Jackson? Where was he? Why wasn't he on the team flight? What's going on? He should have been ready to play. I don't think he played because of his contract. Okay, then why wasn't he on the plane? What happens if he saw something in that game that could have helped out Huntley and given him a bit of advice? All of a sudden, Lamar Jackson could be on the trade block, everybody. I don't think the owner of Baltimore, I really don't believe he's going to want him around again. Steve Bashotti's a made man. He's going to look around that place and say, no, I don't like what he's doing here. He could be available to the silver and black, but it'd be costly. Remember, that's why it's so important to get something in return for Derek Carr. How would Baltimore like to trade for Derek Carr? Derek Carr in Baltimore with that defense? That'd be the best defense that ever stepped on the field with Derek Carr. And Derek Carr is good. And Baltimore would keep chugging along. They're always in the playoffs. Would you do that trade for Lamar Jackson? I'd do it yesterday. Lamar Jackson is a hell of a player. No doubt about that. And then we mentioned Dallas and Dak Prescott. Once he settled into the game here, once he settled down, he played brilliantly as a quarterback there, especially with his arm game. Goal to go from the three, and Prescott's going to throw it in the left side of the end zone, and it's Gallup behind the defender. Touchdown! Touchdown, Cowboys! Yeah, Cowboys radio on the call. They come back, win that game. Well, they had the lead the whole game. How about their kicker missing four extra points? How wild was that? Was that the craziest thing you've ever seen? Maher missing all those little chip shots. Could that come into play? And that's a good topic if you want to call in on the Cowboys and the 49ers the rest of the show. Uh, Dallas really getting screwed that the Niners played first, and now Dallas has to turn around and they lose a day and a half, almost two days in prep for that game. It's a lot of travel. Dallas had to travel to Tampa, which is not easy. And it's okay. They're flying luxury, their own jet. Then they got to fly back to Dallas. Then they got to turn around. They got to have a day off. And then they got to fly to Santa Clara. It's not easy for the Cowboys. Is San Francisco sleeping in their own beds, ready to go, completely healthy, looking good. And I thought Dallas had a few guys that were banged up into that game. Uh, the topic of Tom Brady. Uh, Very end, the end of his press conference is what everybody's talking about today, where Brady talked about saying goodbye, he did, to the local media, the media that followed him his whole career in Tampa. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Man, that was pretty cryptic. What do you think of that? That was definitely a goodbye to Tampa. No doubt that was a goodbye to Tampa. He's not going back there, especially with Todd Bowles as the coach. I'm not a big fan of Todd Bowles as a head coach. Good man. Good man of character, good coordinator. He's not a great head coach. I think that experiment's going to come to an end, too. And remember, if Tom Brady leaves, that could be a landing spot for Derek Carr, right? Derek Carr could go there and play with an outstanding defense of young talent. Now, they didn't play well against Dallas. Dallas exposed them. But the core, 
of that defense could be pretty good for Derek Carr as a landing spot and maybe a trade partner. Maybe the Buccaneers aren't interested at all with that. And then finally, let's get to Jacksonville and how they climb back against the L.A. Chargers. This is beautiful to see. The epic collapse of Boy Blunder. Brandon Staley as Trevor Lawrence finally woke up in the second half. Second down goal from the nine. Dropping, looking, fires to the right corner of the end zone, and that ball is caught for the touchdown! Christian Kirk for the score! Yeah, that was something. And then the game-winning field goal. Could you imagine this if you were in that Jacksonville game, if you were a fan? Smaller market, down 27 to nothing. They don't give up. Justin Herbert and Staley and Bosa collapse. Leave the door open for a game-winning field goal. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27 Nothing to win the game. That's that's special. That's Jaguars radio on the call. So that is very interesting. And also a bunch of GMs are about to get hired. We'll talk about that. Uh, Pat McAfee had on Aaron Rodgers today. Aaron Rodgers said, quote, there's no point in coming back to play football unless you think you can win it all. He's being very cryptic again. Monty Austinfort is now the new GM of the Arizona Cardinals. He talked about what he wants this organization to look like as general manager, connections with the owner and the fans, the scouting process. Quote, we're going to turn over every stone to find the right players for this team. We're not just collecting talent. We're going to build the team. We're going to look for the right type of players. Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. Whoa! New GM of the Cardinals. Quote, ego will not be tolerated in this organization. We're not going to Look for folk. We're going to look for focus-driven and people that are willing to put the team first at every step of the way. Another disciple of Bill Belichick, similar to Dave Ziegler, uh, sounds very Patriots way there, which I like the Patriots way. They win. I don't care what way it is. As long as you win Super Bowls, call it whatever you want, the Raider way, the Patriot way. Just go out there and win. So there's a lot of news, and the Chargers have parted ways with offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and passing game coordinator Shane Day. You know who got those guys fired? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert got his OC fired and his passing game coordinator fired because he couldn't do it on his own in the second half of that game and run for a few first downs. It's really the first criticism I've ever had of Justin Herbert. I've ever had of him. I want him to lose every game, but I know how good of a player he is. Those are developing stories as we continue here as we're brought to you by Resorts World, the newest property on the Strip. They have a great new place called Redtail. If you came to my remote with the black hole, it was fantastic. It's a social interactive gaming lounge with sports betting on site and at the kiosk. They have live entertainment. They have karaoke rooms, TVs to watch every major UFC card. And they have the drama before the party at Redtail. You can go there and you can pregame for Zook Nightclub. Sip and skip with your Red Tail wristband. You get to go to the front of the line and enter the club, and that's the biggest and newest nightclub in the world. Not just Vegas, in the world. So go to Red Tail, pregame there, and then skip the line and go in. That's a great part about Resorts World as we continue. More on Tom Brady when I come back and the big picture on everything that comes down to it. From my perspective, yours, fans inside and outside the market, as it looks like his career came to an end in Tampa Bay, is there a career opportunity in Las Vegas? And the Golden Knights, 
whoa, what the hell's going on there? I went to the Edmonton game. Wait till I tell you about their fans and what I saw coming up. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizzeria, home of the famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza. I mean, anytime you, you're up 27 to 7 at halftime and you've got four takeaways and you end up I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and um, you know, hopefully um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I Gave the same thing back to you guys, so thank you very much. Appreciate it. Welcome back, everybody, to the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio. We're brought to you by the 872 Labors, led by Tommy White, proud partner of our show. On the road to the Super Bowl over the next couple of weeks, you'll be hearing me thanking our partners as we're heading to the Super Bowl. Once we host shows from Radio Row in Phoenix, then we'll come back and it's the official countdown to the Super Bowl in Vegas. As I've explained to a lot of people in our building, our new studios, our partnerships, everything that we have, this is going to be the biggest year in Vegas sports talk history. Right here in January into February because of F1, the Super Bowl countdown to NASCAR races. You've heard me talk about this. Everything we have here, a regional in the NCAA tournament, the kickoff classic, everything that we have, all the Hall of Famers we'll be talking to in the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. You know, everything we do on this show here, we're always building to something, and we're building to the biggest event in Vegas history in 2024, the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you, F1 might be bigger than the Super Bowl. I have a feeling the Super Bowl will be bigger, but globally, F1 is going to come here. So if you want to partner with us, if you're looking to get your voice out, if you want to continue with us, we really appreciate it. We're proud of what we do here at Raider Nation Radio. So a couple things if you missed the beginning of the show. I wanted to get this in near the end of the show. Here is that. I do a lot of hours on sports radio, sometimes more than I like. I'm a solo host. I don't have three or four partners on the radio. I like it that way. Not that I don't like working with other people. I just never have. Other than my update partner, Tom Looney, over those years, it still was my name on the show. And that's why we have on guests. I need to take a break. I need to breathe. I need to hear other opinions other than myself. I know that I could wear on you sports radio wears on everybody. It's the business I chose, and I love this business, but what happens is everybody overreacts, including myself, and I think the older I get, the less reactive I get. I get upset. I get upset really traumatically when something crazy happens, but I think after doing this you know, now 26 years, I think I could look at a story or a topic, and I could look at it from several different angles and show you the emotional part of it, but also take a step back and say what really is going on and how everybody should be able to handle that. And last night I got a head start on the entire country because I was on live when Brady lost and Dallas won that game. After the game started off awful, the first two drives from both teams, they couldn't pick up barely any yards, and it looked like it was going to be an ugly night. And Dallas did not look good early with Dak Prescott. But to Dak's credit, he played great, not good. He played one of the greatest road cowboy playoff games of all time combining for five touchdowns in that game and dominant whereas Tom Brady at 45 years old did not play a great game 
Tom Brady did not play his typical playoff game where he was dominant the entire game, controlling the game, and putting it away. Kind of funny, though, that you look at the stats. He threw for 351 yards, two touchdowns, uh, one interception. Dak threw 25 of 33, 305. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, and Dak also ran for one. So he combined for five touchdowns in a game. So that's a better performance than Tom Brady. But as soon as that game was winding down, and that game was over in the third quarter, we all know that that game was an absolute blowout, and Tampa Bay couldn't come back. After saying that, after we saw Jacksonville come back on Boy Blunder and the Chargers and even Justin Herbert on the other sideline, to see that it was fresh in everybody's mind that potentially Brady could come back. But Brady didn't look good. I'll admit it. He looked older. He didn't look decisive. His throws were off. And the way I looked at it last night quickly was he had a bad game. He doesn't have many bad games. He's won 35 playoff games in his career with New England and Tampa. So every game can't be perfect. Every game that he plays can't be 400 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, and 128 quarterback rating. But people forget that. So as I sat on the radio last night and I started taking phone calls, I knew it was going to be mass hysteria today. I went to bed. I told my wife, I said, tomorrow morning, all the debate shows, all the radio shows in the morning that went to bed are going to wake up and go crazy that Tom Brady's washed, that his career is over. And a lot of that is going to relate to the Raiders because we all know from a betting favorite, Vegas is the betting favorite to get Tom Brady. We're not making this up with Tom Brady coming to Vegas. Everybody's talking about it. So even Raider fans are all over my Twitter feed today saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't go to Brady. Oh my God, he's finished, he's washed up. He'll never be good again. I mean, this is the type of stupidity that I'm getting, that Brady is washed up when he's the only quarterback to win seven Super Bowls. He's won more playoff games than the majority of these teams and divisions combined, and people are judging him on the last game that he most likely played in Tampa Bay. Can you believe this? This is true. Now, I'm not saying Brady's going to be perfect. I'm not even saying he's coming to Vegas. And as I pointed out to you in the past, if Derek Carr was still on this roster, which means he wasn't benched the last two games out of the building, I wouldn't even be talking about Tom Brady. I have enough respect for Derek Carr if he was on the roster, which technically he still is, but being removed in those last two games and Derek speaking at church and going on Instagram and Twitter to say goodbye, we got to open the doors of this topic. But as we open up the door today, to Tom Brady, and you can use Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, whoever you want as the quarterback of the Raiders, or Jared Stidham. Once we open the door, we're not closing it. Okay, we're not going to close the door until some of these players announce that they're not coming to Las Vegas. A good example is Jim Harbaugh. Reports are Jim Harbaugh is going to stay at Michigan. Okay, now I can close the door on Denver the Chargers, as Brandon Staley's still there, the Colts, where he's in the ring of honor. Once a door closed, then we can move on, but the door is wide open today with Tom Brady. I had callers last night trying to tell me about his divorce with Giselle Bunchen. I really did. I had a caller last night saying, well, Giselle, he's divorced from Giselle, but Giselle loves Miami, so that means he's going to go to the Dolphins. Really? That's the analysis we're getting on Tom Brady today. That Giselle, wherever she wants to live, remember, she's from Brazil. She's a Brazilian swimsuit model. She has homes in New York. I think they still have a property outside of Boston. They sold one of them. They have a, like a townhouse in Boston they haven't sold yet. 
Tom Brady's been rumored by reliable sources to be looking for homes in Las Vegas, and they were building one together, a super mansion in Miami, which I'm assuming they're either out of that deal or one of them's going to live there. But when you give fans the ability to analyze divorce and a quarterback who lost his last game, then it becomes chaos. So that's what I expected today. I got up. I picked up the paper on my driveway. I walked the dog. I came back. Uh, Stephen A. Smith called into my show last night. You heard that earlier. We'll play that again one more time in a little bit. He called in last night. He listens to the show. He's by far the biggest name in media. No one is bigger than Stephen A. right now. No one is even close to Stephen A. Smith in sports media, like it or not. He was pretty rational when he checked in with me last night. And all it was was that the Cowboys were a better team than Tampa Bay. And Tom Brady did not play well, but Tom Brady had a brilliant year. I went back and looked at Tom Brady's game as a lot of people on Twitter saying he's finished, he's washed up, he can't play. Two weeks ago, he threw three bombs to Mike Evans. It was absolutely a beautiful thing as Tom Brady was incredible in that game. He was unbelievable, but no one wants to talk about that. No one wants to talk about the great games that he played in the regular season this year. Okay, the game Sunday, listen to this. If you look at the beginning of the year, okay, they got off to a slow start this year, but they they beat Dallas in the opening game of the year, and Tom Brady didn't have a relatively good game, and neither did Dak. He only threw for 212 yards, a touchdown, an interception. He got off to a slow start, but similar to the Raiders in that game where they almost beat Kansas City on October 2nd, this year, we're not talking four years ago, he's 45 years old, Tom Brady on October 2nd of 2022 lost to Kansas City 41 to 31. Brady was 39 of 52 for 385 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and had a 114 quarterback rating. Seattle made the playoffs this year. I think you'd say Seattle's a pretty good team. Seattle, Tom Brady, November 13th. In that game, Tom Brady, 22 of 29, 258. Two touchdowns, he had a quarterback rating of 111. And then the big one versus Carolina, as Carolina was playing for the playoffs, it was an elimination game, if you remember that. Arguably the biggest game of the year in the division was Tampa Bay, Carolina. Tom Brady won this game. This is in 2023, everybody. This is January 1st, 2023. They win that game. Brady is 34-45 for 432 Three touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 127.3. 127.3 for Tom Brady in a three-touchdown performance in that game. And, oh, excuse me, also ran for a touchdown. Okay, ran for a touchdown in that game. So he had four combined touchdowns in a game that happened. What's today's date here? Today is the 17th. 17 days ago. Tom Brady had his best bleeping game of the entire year, and people are telling me he's washed because he lost to the Dallas Cowboys in a playoff game. He got to the playoffs, and everybody's saying that he's, he's toast. So this is the insanity that we're dealing with in sports. I had people today texting me, no Brady, no Brady, please, no Brady. I'm like, did you see these games I just mentioned to you right here on the Raider flagship? Brady's fine. He's 45 years old. He's going on 46. He doesn't have an injury. His arm strength, did you see the touchdown to Julio Jones? He had two passes in a row, a touchdown to Julio Jones, which was a bomb. That was perfect. Julio made a great play. And then he came back on the next drive and hit Mike Evans on a catch on the sideline, one of the best throws of the year by any quarterback. And people are saying that his arm strength isn't there. 
Is Tom Brady as good as he was at 28? No. 34? No. 41? Probably not. But he's the best thing that would ever walk into this building in Henderson as the GOAT with seven Super Bowls. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to give a little clarity to those who think that we should judge everybody by their last game. Does anybody here remember, because we have a very smart audience, does everybody remember Michael Jordan's last game in the NBA? Anybody? It was with the Wizards. Anybody remember that game? Where it was played? How he did? No, you don't. Does anybody remember the last game that Babe Ruth ever played in? Babe Ruth? The last game he ever played in. Anybody remember it? Or can look Google it? No, you can't. The greatest golfer in the history of the world is Jack Nicklaus. No debate. Tiger tried to catch him. He couldn't. Does everybody remember the last round of Jack Nicklaus's career, where it was played, what his score was? Anybody? No, you don't. You have no idea, actually. Does everybody remember the greatest hockey player of all time? No debate, Wayne Gretzky. Do you remember where he played his last game? Home or away? What uniform he was playing in? Where was the game and what he did in that game? No, you don't. Proving my point, Tom Brady played his last game, most likely, in Tampa Bay last night. You remember the stat line. You remember he lost. You remember the bad throws. Remember the interception in the end zone. That will not be his last game, most likely. He'll have an offseason. He'll rest up. He'll put on a helmet. He'll put on a helmet and shoulder pads and shorts and go to a beach somewhere. It used to be in Costa Rica, and he'll start working out with wide receivers. And he'll treat his body like a temple, and he won't have any fat. He won't drink. He won't have alcohol in his body. He'll be in great shape, and he'll come back to some team, either the Las Vegas Raiders, the Miami Dolphins. Maybe there's a wild card team if he plays, and he'll be great. He'll be unbelievable in training camp. He'll have the whole team, wherever team that is, on the same page. The playbook, he's smarter than whatever playbook he gets. Whatever playbook Josh McDaniels or Mike McDaniel put on his desk, he's smarter than the playbook, and he'll be fine. Now, again, I've been to both Brady Super Bowls where he lost, and it would have been three. I was in Atlanta live at that game when he came back 28-3. to I've seen the best of Brady and the worst of Brady. Am I the only rational person on the radio today? saying everybody just calm the hell down, slow your roll, Tom Brady's going to be fine. Is he going to be better than Jared Stidham? You should get locked up in the key thrown away if you compare Jared Stidham to Tom Brady at any point in time. And I like Jared Stidham. If he ends up being the quarterback of record because Brady goes to Miami or retires, I'm good with that. Maybe the Raiders draft a quarterback that learns under Jared Stidham and Jared could teach the young quarterback the playbook. Maybe it's Aaron Rodgers. Don't know who it's going to be. But to say that Tom Brady is washed up and he's trash after one game last night where this past year he made it to the playoffs, unlike this franchise, made it to the playoffs, played all 17 games, threw for 4,694 yards, 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and had a quarterback rating over 90. Okay, for, the, for people to trash Tom Brady – It's fascinating to me. His completion percentage was, let me double check on this for the year, completion percentage for the year, 66.8. 66.8 for Tom Brady. And people are sitting around wondering if Brady has anything left in the tank. Now, Brady was taken off the field in a cart and a stretcher, I would agree with you. His career completion percentage, career, is 64.3. His career, most of it in Tampa Bay, 64.3, he was 66.8. 
incredible that we're looking at one football game to judge the greatest player to ever put on pads and a helmet and wondering if he has anything left. Have we lost our bleeping minds? Have we lost our minds to question this guy compared to everybody else we can question in professional sports? Again, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not here to leak any information. You might have a better opinion on me on this. But please do yourself a favor. Don't mock Tom Brady. Don't make fun of him. Don't say he isn't great. Look in the mirror. I have a mirror in this studio. I can look in the mirror as a very flawed human being and understand I'm a sports talk host and I got to cover these topics. But to criticize Tom Brady at length is absolute insanity. 702-365-9200 as we continue here. Try to take your calls on the way out. I'm gone the rest of the week. You know how important my family is to me. I haven't seen my mom and dad in a long time. They're both 84 years old. I'm flying out to Naples, Florida for the rest of the week, coming back ready for next week. Then we'll count down to the Super Bowl and figure out what the offseason is going to look like. If I'm off one day and there's breaking news, we have unbelievable teammates here that will cover all the Raider local news as we get rolling here, I'm always on Twitter and Facebook at JT the Brick. And we're brought to you by Resorts World, where I was at Doghouse over the weekend watching football. Place was packed, service was incredible, the sports book was right there, and everybody was having the time of their life. Thanks to Resorts World, proud partner of our show. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by the Botanist Gin, the number one fastest growing brand. Step up your cocktail game with the Botanist Gin. I mean, anytime you, you're up 27 to 7 at halftime and you've got four takeaways and you end up winning the takeaway margin for nothing, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a killer. Uh, I'm hurting for everybody in that locker room. It's a special group of guys and, you know, this is the toughest way that you can lose, you know, in the playoffs. That's Boyd Blunder, uh, Brandon Staley, who's still the head coach of the Chargers. I think most Raider fans want that. They want him to be the coach. They feel like they can beat him. I'm sure some people think that about the Raiders. On the other side of the equation, the Raiders have to prove that they can get back to the playoffs. And the offseason has started for the Raiders, and we will concentrate on the rest of the playoffs with the teams that are remaining here. I think most Raider fans would like to see, in order, Kansas City and the Niners removed. So how how quickly Kansas City could lose. They only have two Super Bowls. The Raiders have three. The Niners are the natural rivalry in the Bay Area, where the Raiders have played most of their years. In Oakland to San Francisco, most Raider fans that I know want to see them eliminated. I'd like to see Buffalo win it all. No harm, no foul. That was my pick. A lot of people are backing Buffalo for DeMar Hamlin and what happened to him this year. If Buffalo wins, that'll be their only Super Bowl. I think we could all live with that more so than the Niners or Kansas City getting another one. I grew up hating the Eagles. I root against the Eagles. And Jacksonville. Jacksonville's still alive. I don't think they can beat Kansas City or keep it close. But crazier things have happened, right? Jacksonville coming back against the Chargers was pretty crazy to me. Can Jacksonville, is that their Super Bowl? Did they? Jacksonville just played two playoff games. They had Tennessee the week before just to get to the game against the Chargers at home. Are they happy to be there and finished? And everybody happy with them? I hope they put up a fight against Kansas City. I really do hope Trevor Lawrence can play at a high level against Patrick Mahomes. And then the perfect scenario for all of us would be Kansas City going up against a very good Buffalo team at a neutral site in Atlanta. That will hype up everything heading into the Super Bowl. A lot of fans in Cincinnati upset today that they have to play in Buffalo, and they got a point. They have a point. They were ahead of Buffalo when that game was stopped because of Hamlin's heart-stopping. 
I think Cincinnati would have won that game. This game would have been in Cincinnati against Buffalo. Now it has to be played in Buffalo. That puts a chip on their shoulder. And I want to wrap up the show. Very disappointed with the Golden Knights. It's the Golden Knights. I went Saturday night and they lost to Edmonton. Here's what I wanted to share with you. Never in my life, and I've been going to hockey games since I've been 12 years old. Long, the Islanders won four Stanley Cups while I was in high school. I've never seen a fan base wear jerseys. Jerseys, men, like Edmonton. Every bleeping guy in that building at T-Mobile between the age of 20 and 70 had on a Gretzky, McDavid. They had a jersey of the Oilers on. I've never seen so many jerseys in my life. I took a picture. I went to one of the beer stands. There was 20 Edmonton Oilers guys in their 20s just hanging out in jerseys drinking beer. And my buddy told me, man, they go, they spend. They have that 50-50 raffle. Someone told me it's always at the highest when Edmonton comes in. I go, why? He goes, they got money. They come to Vegas, and they spend it all at the hockey game. There were a lot of Edmonton fans there as Vegas lost. And then on Martin Luther King Day, they get blown out and shut out 4 nothing. This is unacceptable for a Stanley Cup contender. Hutton at the logo, dumps it in. Four seconds left near the stick of Ottinger, angles it away. And that is all she wrote today at T-Mobile Arena. For the first time this season, the Golden Knights are shut out. Final score, Dallas 4. Vegas, zero. Wow, Dan Duke, how would you like to have gone to that game? The first shutout there, you go to a game, you spend all that money, and they get shut out that way. It's been a tough sledding at home for this team. they got to figure it out. We hope Mark Stone, whose last interview was with me, and then he got hurt. I'm kind of bummed by that. I hope he gets healthy and he's ready to go. And Aaron Rodgers just said that he definitely planned to finish his career with the Green Bay Packers. Less than eight months later, he wasn't quite sure. He was on what Pat McAfee showed today. He says, quote, this is important, Raider Nation. This is from Aaron Rodgers today. I think I can win the MVP again in the right situation. Right situation, is that Green Bay or somewhere else? Rodgers, quote, I'm not sure. But I don't think you should shut down any opportunity. Like I said, during my season and throughout my career, look at what he is saying here. I don't think you should shut down any opportunity that's got to be both sides actually wanting to work together moving forward. And I think there's more conversations to be had. Well, that's official, too. Aaron Rodgers is available. He's just going to cost more than Tom Brady. I think a lot more, a draft pick and more money. That's why the conversation is really simple and easy based in Vegas. Q's coming up next in the new studio. He's got a big show lined up. Look forward to that. And everybody else who listens to the show, thank you. I'm heading to Florida for a few days. I'll be back on Monday to see the folks. Everybody have a great rest of the week. Keep it to the flagship of the Raiders on Mad Dog tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. on Sirius XM 82.